Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast, episode 167. I'm Alan, and I'll pass you over to a surprise, Mike. Yeah, that was that was a short one, wasn't it? Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Covenant. This is getting recorded a little, a little later than we planned. Uh, mainly, I was feeling a bit under the weather. I even planned to send some uh, feedback to other podcasts. I ended up emailing it because I couldn't actually record anything. Oh, I know. It sounded like if anybody remembers Malcolm and the Vix advert. Nope. Nope. You didn't get that advert over your part of the world then? IPVR. I mean, an advert from years ago. Vix nasal spray. Oh, really? You don't really remember an advert from the early 80s? Yes. What's up with you? I'm seeing a madly flickering tail poking out from the curtains and nothing else. Stalking you. No, all I can see is a tail flicking madly from side to side. Prepare for some uh, clattering then. Somebody said to me today, every day above ground is a good day. Hello, Janet. Don't come up for a pet and then f*** off when I pet you. Ah, oh, that's kitty cats for you. Gosh. I want attention, I want attention. Are oh, you giving me attention? No, I don't want that now. <laughs> she knows you've got you. Just check that this is the right, uh, five new tweets since I came on. Phoenix have announced the new guest. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, as if there weren't enough reason for me to go already. <laughs> I mean, come on, I'm going for B5 and Amanda Tapping just happens to wonder a lot. Amazing, isn't it? The universe wants me to go to this guy. Of course it does. Yes. Well, I've met most of the rest of the cast at this point. It'd be embarrassing to have uh, encountered more team members from Stargate Atlantis than it would have been from Stargate SG-1. Why? Just would. Although, I don't know if Rodney's going. David doesn't do cons, really, does he? I don't know. He's back in North America, though. There. <laughs> I like confuzzling. That's an interesting word. You've not seen that before? I haven't seen confuzzling, no. I think you made it up. I did make it up. Somebody else made it up. Yeah, somebody else did. I made up gradutations. Okay. Pubulated, which I might mention to you in the past. Uh, I do believe you have done. I'm watching season two, episode nine of Suits. In fact, I waited so long to watch Suits, I actually skipped a mid-season break. That always comes in handy, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't have to wait. And I have to say, Donna looked sexy coming back. She's full of bounce, isn't she? Isn't she, though? <laughs> I'm always amazed at whatever the director is. Whenever Gina comes on screen, somehow the camera just catches the right curve of her backside. That woman, as Wash would say, she was made for a slinky dress. Yeah, well, to quote from an Eddings book, as Donna's coming back in, to kind of phrase, Donna from behind looked like two cats fighting in a burlap sack. <laughs> And they say we live in a more modern and enlightened world. I'd call Donna an empowered female role. I'd call Gina f***ing scary. It's strange, kind of the splurge of lawyer shows we had. The two that were more out-and-out comedies have both been cancelled, yet the one that's more dramatic with humorous overtones is still around. This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And Richard Woolsey from Stargate Atlantis. This is Vanessa Angel. This is Maris Rose. This is Christopher Heyerdahl. This is Clifton Collins Jr. This is Maui from Dollhouse. This is Alastair. And you're, mm, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Live long and prosper. Did I fall asleep? For a little while. I 
got a bad feeling about this. There is no spoon. Hello, I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin, and we are the hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're just ordinary sci-fi fanboys. In each show, we bring you the latest news from the sci-fi movie and television universe, along with our commentary on it. We review the shows and movies that we're watching. We bring you interviews with Stargate, Dollhouse, Star Trek cast members, and many more notables. And test your geek cred with the trivia that all sci-fi addicts should know. We also occasionally give things away. If you are a lover of all things sci-fi, then come dine with us as we host the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or on our website at sci-fi-diner.com. Just say the word. Open the iris. Time for a little Stargate news and upcoming birthdays. The Amanda Tapping online website says that Amanda will now be appearing at this year's Starfest, which takes place this April 19th through to the 21st in Denver. You can get more details at amandatappingonline.com and starland.com. Also on the convention front, Claudia Blatt will be attending FedCon 22 in Dusseldorf, which takes place May the 9th to the 12th. Ben Browder will also be appearing. More details at fedcon.de. Peter DeLuise, with much hoopla as judged by his various tweets this week, has finally got his website up and running. He's posted some behind-the-scenes footage from the set of Stargate SG-1, so it's worth dropping by at peterdeluise.com. Michael Shanks' latest movie, a made-for-TV biopic, will premiere on the US Hallmark Channel Saturday, May the 4th. The movie, Mr. Hockey, The Geordie Howe Story, is about the life and career of Geordie Howe, considered one of the sport's best-ever players. David Hewlett is now on the set of Debug, his own production. The movie is about six young hackers stranded on a spaceship in a life-and-death struggle against a malignant artificial intelligence. It certainly doesn't sound like a laugh fest in the manner of It's a Dog's Breakfast, but there are no monkeys or apes, so that's a plus. And this may be the movie which features some of the sets from Stargate Atlantis, which David bought recently. On the birthday front for the upcoming week, we have a few significant dates to celebrate, and of course many others which we'll cover on the website, as and when required. So a very happy birthday on the 24th to Ona Grau, who appeared as an ancient in the Stargate SG-1 episode Frozen, and the same ancient, but much, much younger, in the premiere of Atlantis. She's also guest-starred on Archer, Arrow, Fringe, V, and four episodes of Stargate Universe, as Mrs. Young, Colonel's wife. On the 26th, James Bam Bam Bamford, stuntman and coordinator extraordinaire, will be celebrating his birth. Only a passing nod to Stargate SG-1, but a major force on Stargate Atlantis and Universe, and now the uber-action orientated show Arrow. The one and only Adam Baldwin has his birthday on the 27th. Adam appeared just the once in Stargate SG-1 double feature, Heroes, but really left his stamp on Firefly, Chuck, and even with small roles on Angel and now Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Finally on the 28th, Sue Ann Braun, our very own Hathor, has her birthday. Born in South Africa, now living in England, she has appeared in three episodes of Stargate SG-1 and the sci-fi comedy Star Hike. She's also very active on Twitter. Right then, that'll do for now. We'll save the bit of feedback we've got till later. So let's get back to our take on Covenant. I will cue the line. Go and cue the line up then. Sit, stay, go giddy. Yeah, maybe she'll sit still for 40-odd minutes while let us record this. <laughs> Perhaps a bit too optimistic there. Come try ya! Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed how many times I'm reading up on an episode and it says, in the DVD commentary, I'm going, hang on a minute. Rushing to the box and looking, there's no bloody commentary on the region too. 
I found the books. They're actually on top of the six foot tall bookcase that's sort of behind me and to the right where they would be handy for this. Right. Sacrifices. Prometheus Unbound. I'm fairly certain we haven't covered that. We haven't. You'd remember that one. Yes, indeed. That's a dragon. No, you can't eat. Go on. Get, get, get bloody down. Get down. Don't let me hit with the chandelier. Get down. Down, 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 down. Uh, goody, you're the master in your own home. Bloody cat. <laughs> Ah, Covenant. Right, well, I don't see any interactions, and I've left it on interaction, so shall we commence? Yep. Good line. Okay. Ivra 3, Ivra Doe, Ivra Hain, Flicky. Fade to black, fade in on a model. Oh, that's a fake. Oh, wait. <laughs> hmm. oh I understand, Brian, and I'm not having any doubts. Alec, it is not just your credibility at stake here. You're right there. And as Alan informed me, this set is the old Blade... Trinity set, which is now used by Stargate Atlantis. Mm. Saves the uh, production a little bit of money using existing facilities. Yes. But didn't he push the button on the door? Or was he holding it open? I think he must have been holding it. Trust me. We're doing the right thing. Closing. Door's closed. <laughs> Hook. Like the leather flying jacket. Tons of extras. Corton Industries. Big avionics company. Mm-hmm. Got some microphones. A billionaire, man of the people. Don't you just love it? <clears throat> Thank you all for coming. As you all know, about uh, five months ago, our planet suffered a horrible tragedy. Doesn't that look eerily like the uh, Internet Explorer logo? Oh, uh, behind it. Yeah. It's supposed to be the uh, Sci-Fi Channel logo upside down. Really? Yeah, the old Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, before having cancelled alphas and cancelled pretty much everything else, which resembles science fiction, that's why they changed the name to that bizarre spelling, because they don't actually show sci-fi anymore, apart from your personal favourite B-movies. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a B-movie. They had the uh, Bonneville Snowman on last week. None of our satellites detected a meteor shower. Hey, what's going on? Daniel's looking concerned. Now, I don't know how many governments around the world are in on this, but I do know we are being lied to. Well, of course, that's what the government's for. Yes, cover-ups. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, there is life beyond our world. Who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. Yes, illegal aliens. Yes, that's how the look exchanged. You know, black works well for uh, military. Do you have proof? <laughs> What's that little red laser light? <laughs> 24 hours to reveal the truth. Or I'm going to do it for them. That's it. That's what you really want to do to a... Paranoid NID. <laughs> he doesn't really know what sort of game he's playing. He actually thinks that the government will play fair. Somehow I don't think they will. Nope. And credits. Okay then. Covenant, Season 8, Episode 8 of uh, Stargate SG-1. Gatecast, Episode 167. Story by Ron Wilkson. Written by Ron Wilkson and Rob C. Cooper. A little background on the writer of this episode, Ron Wilkson. He was a story editor for SG-1. He worked on 17 episodes. He wrote 9 episodes for SG-1, 3 for Voyager and 4 for The Next Generation. Directed by Martin Wood. Covenant had its US premiere, August 27th, 2004. Broadcast in the UK, November 23rd. Australia, December 9th. And our friends in Canada got it March 23rd, 2005. I know. Series with episodes of the same name. Uh, Not that many, really, although I watched all all of them. Millennium, Nikita, Deep Space Nine and Smallville. 
You know, I knew Millennium would have an episode with the Total Covenant. It has that religious overtone, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, we're back. Not quite. No, I'm back. For those of you living on another planet for the past 20 years, Alec Coulson, age 42, net worth over $60 billion. She looks familiar. Yes, she was in the season six episode Prometheus. Julia Donovan, the reporter, played by Kendall Cross, who's been in Fringe, Caprica, Supernatural, Flash Gordon, Smallville. Yeah, there's a name. Yes. We know who he is. Some of us better than others. We worked together briefly, sir. Colson Aviation developed the multi-engine control systems for the F-302s. Colson didn't know what they were for, of course, but he is a brilliant engineer. He's also a little nuts, isn't he? Jack's had a lot to do with in these few months he's been in charge of the SGC. Mm. I'm sure Hammond didn't have all the trouble he did. Granted, he had to handle Jack. And the point is, sir, he's not some loony cult leader. People are taking him seriously. So, what do we think he knows? He's a multi-billionaire. You know, yeah. nuts really don't equate. Yep. Do what you're told. Uh-huh. Yes, what does he know? That doesn't even look like him. <laughs> not even close. He's gotten the national security speech from the Pentagon several times. Apparently the president has called him personally. Why not merely tell him the truth? Yeah, good question, Dick. Yeah, but when, <laughs> my guess is when the president has called you and asked you just to, you know, step back a bit and you don't, there's really uh, <laughs> nothing you're going to do. You don't think you can buy him off, really? No, nope, guess not. Doing it all times. Leaking classified information could be considered treason. All right, see if he can be convinced not to go public. Without actually telling him anything? Right. Treason, that's it. Yeah, like that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's your job. Tit Tilk is very convincing. It's over a dozen live radio broadcasts and reporters from newspapers, both legit and tabloids. Legit and tabloids? How dare you? <laughs> Our stock price is trading down 25%. We overextended ourselves competing for that last round of contracts. That stock price is the only thing covering our debt. See, every uh, visionary's got to have a worry wart. Mm-hmm. He's got the braces and everything. Yeah, shut up. Let me enjoy my 50-year-old $1,000 bottle cognac. In a decanter where it's exposed to natural light, really. <laughs> Along with everyone else, they're going to have to start dealing with a whole new reality from now on. What if the world can't handle it? What if Washington's right and we should just keep this thing in the bag? Trust me, the truth is always right. Yes, the truth is out there. It's a nice thought. Yes. You have no idea how much chaos this could cause. Alec, they're here. Oh, show them in, would you? They're here. That was Ingrid Torrance, Canadian actress. Ah, character in a suit. Lieutenant Colonel. Alec? Radiant as ever. Daniel Jackson. Oh, Doc, I'm a big fan. Really? Yes, I've been following you since your early career. Pyramids as landing pads for alien ships? Fascinating. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, what have you been up to since? It's like you just dropped off the map. I've been around. Yes, everybody's heard that, Daniel. (laughs) That's a leading question. Yeah, and what are you doing with the colonel? That is a bit suspicious, isn't it? Oh, so sorry. And he's already met her, which is interesting. (laughs) Daniel looks smart as well. Mm Mm-hmm. That meteor shower was a cover story, and a surprisingly weak one at that. Although, under the circumstances, I'm not so sure I'd have come up with a better one. What makes you say that? That picture in the uh, background is a picture of the gate room. Hmm. What's he have one? Oh, dear. <laughs> Concept that from the episode? Yeah, well, perhaps. Pictures can be fake, though. We know that. Yeah. 
Oh, well, the Prometheus. Yeah, that's got to be one of ours, because there's, there's no flair to the design at all. That's one of ours? We lost contact with 12 communications and weather mapping satellites for over six hours on the day in question. When we got them back online, they were able to transmit images stored in the buffers. Images like these can be faked. Or made to seem fake. And look, it's got US Air Force on the side of it. <laughs> I know why you're here, Sam. The Pentagon wants me to know that people like you are going to be trying to make me look like a fraud. People like me. And very smart people. Oh, we have more than this. Now, obviously, I don't know everything, but I do have a right to, as does everyone else. Anything we can say to stop you? Believe me, I've tried. Ah, that's it. You better qualify that. Ooh, perhaps you shouldn't have told him that. I'm British and I'm not a villain. <laughs> In an American show. Sam, it's Julia Donovan. How did you get this number? I have my sources. Our camera track just caught you and a nice-looking young man. A nice-looking man? Can't remember <laughs> the scriptwriter for Daniel there. Surely she must know who Daniel is. Just wondering if you had an official comment. Yeah, I think your coverage is a little one-sided. Come on, Sam. Colson's going to out the whole operation. You don't really think Washington can contain this. We'll see. Look, I don't have to remind you about the non-disclosure agreement you signed, do I? It's a reporter from the Prometheus incident. Colson doesn't seem to be worried about going to jail. Yeah, well, he hasn't done anything illegal yet. We had an agreement. You said that if something big was going to break, you would call me first. I will, okay? Bye-bye. Oh, the ambitious reporter. And they managed to pay her off in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Daniel would pick a car like that. No. Is that a high end, I can't imagine that's Amanda's car either. I thought Amanda drove a Volvo. It must be a loner. Mm. We got to the airport. What we got? Well, we got a Mustang. We got one. Mm. A convertible. Yay. I like the little pilot in the plane. <laughs> I think it's a model. Yes. Too late for the world to know there was a large-scale alien attack against our planet, which was barely thwarted. Too late for the general public to realise they've been lied to by two different elected administrations about the very nature of our existence. So we're going public with everything. I was really hoping the feds would come clear. I can't believe Washington hasn't done more to try and stop us. Some sort of legal injunction. That would legitimise our claims. I wonder what all these uh, staffers in the background think when they hear the boss Mm. talking about alien invasion and everything. (laughs) They're probably thinking, oh, God, my job's in jeopardy. It doesn't matter who we are or how right we are. They can stop us if they really want to. Come on, Brian. What are they going to do? That's a good point. Why haven't they? (laughs) Go to a court. We'd like an injunction. Why? Well, he's talking about aliens. So, that's a spirit, lad. What are you worried about? Anyway, (laughs) I'm standing right next to you. Realise who she reminds me of. The actress who played Talia Winters in B5. Ooh, the reporter. Yeah. Loosely related to R&D of alien technologies that we procured off-world. Here we go, then. The big announcement. Thank you, Carter. Captain Obvious. Sorry, Major Obvious. Colonel, even. Yeah, that's you. And uh, thank you for coming. 24 hours to the minute. Yesterday, I told you of our belief in the existence of intelligent life beyond our planet. I also told you that we believe several governments, including our own, have known about this and have been concealing the information for quite some time now. Lying to the American public. (laughs) I challenge those governments to come clean. Reveal the truth. And they didn't, so I'm standing in front of a fluffy microphone. (laughs) Gives me no choice but to present to you what evidence I have. Funny that you can't really see much of the, all the uh, stations, can you? If they use real ones, they'd have to pay some licensing fees. I can see the word cable just on the uh, orange one. 
Ladies and gentlemen, seeing is believing. No, it's not. Why behind him? Why couldn't you lead him out in front? Why did everybody have to turn around? Because it's more dramatic. My God, it's a woman. Oh, it's not. It's a short right. woman. Got some clothes on, isn't it? Got no shame. Oh, poor Asgard. Oh. Looks sad. That looks like an expensive shot to set up. Looks a different colour on their television. You know, all the reporters, all the equipment. Have a look at their TV, because he looks brown and grey in real life. <laughs> well, I'd call that something. And she's probably thinking, damn, should have been my exclusive. The world is in a frenzy after yesterday's startling revelation of what appeared to be a live alien. No shit. <laughs> Alec Coulson. Thus far, there's been no official statement from the White House, and sources inside Coulson Industries promise that there is definitely more to come. Okay, thank you, Sergeant. Well, we just got a message back from Thor. He just rang you up, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the telephone's memory hasn't got enough capacity to remember his phone number. <laughs> okay, here's a possibility. What if it wasn't really an Asgard? Looked like one. Didn't sound like one. Didn't say anything. That's my point. Coulson wrapped things up pretty quickly without taking any questions. Clever. Yes. Imagery of little gray aliens has been commonplace on Earth for years. It, for that matter, Coulson could have a picture. So not a real Asgard? No Asgard we know would allow himself to be used that way. It did look a little vacant. How many times has SG-1 been fooled by holograms? Mm-hmm. Thor himself. It took him a while to figure out that he was a projection. Yeah. Coulson, not a bad guy, and he wouldn't lie. Too bad our friend can't talk. Oh, we know he's capable. The MRIs show larynx not too different from ours, but he doesn't seem to have anything to say. They also want full access for independent medical and scientific personnel to verify that it's really what we say it is. How are we supposed to convince the world of alien intelligence when this guy doesn't seem to have any? We can't just trot this thing out on television with wild claims we aren't going to be able to back up. Yeah. Which is reasonable. If you're going <laughs> to come out and say you've got an alien, you got to expect somebody to go... Exactly. All we know is that the DNA came from the Department of Defense. Look, we're trying to build a circumstantial case here. More questions we can raise, the more the burden of proof is going to shift to Washington. Those seats look uncomfortable. Indeed. Oh, it's probably one of these, like, super ergonomic things. Although... Well, he's not sitting in one, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Well, that's the idea. He's the billionaire. So think of your man in primeval new world. You know, like, he's sort of brilliant, slightly misguided guy. So, in order to minimise the amount of time that other people are in his office booking him, he gets really comfortable chairs for them. <laughs> Seems that a Coulson biotech research company was given a copy of Asgard DNA for sequencing. We were trying to help with their cloning problem. Coulson grew a clone? Hmm. This was always one of the weaknesses of the SGC. At some point, they had to send technology and materials out into the real world make use of other people's specialities. Really? Further than the contract specify, you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. It did not speak because it was not capable. Exactly. They probably spent what time they had with it teaching it how to walk. Well, the Pentagon has lost all patience. What are they going to do? They want us to put a stop to it. How? We're calling in a marker. That means they've been yelling at Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. How? He looks. No. They're waiting. Waiting. Ah, Jack. Yep. Calling in a marker. Timing's everything, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> there, oh, there we go. Hello. Greetings. Ah, 
Excuse me. It's gone. What do you mean? Just disappeared right out of the lab. <laughs> it's gone. <Oop. laughs> we left the door open. How? What about security? Nobody took it. It disappeared. We were standing right there. There was a bright flash of light, and it was all just gone. All right, have Ron send out the decoy car and get the plane ready for a trip to Washington. Surely he expected something like that. Well, he doesn't know about beaming technology. He must have expected something. Not really. I'm just try not to think about the camera. Focus on me. Yeah, the last time Samantha was on the camera, it looked so well. <laughs> she looked wooden. I'm getting a photo up. I'm getting a hug. But you've been ordered to do this. Yeah. Well, if you want to go against those orders, feel free. I'll go with it. I like that from uh, Julia. She's got good hair. She's a news anchor. Of course she's got good hair. Not her, Amanda. Oh. <laughs> We're here with Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Carter of the United States Air Force. Welcome. Thank you. Your background is astrophysics, and you're one of the military's leading scientific researchers. We're all very eager to finally hear some reaction from Washington regarding the revelation made by Alec Coulson. Well... First of all, I can assure people that if aliens really existed and were visiting the planet, we would know about it. Yes, you yes, do know about it. <laughs> That's the problem, it did. <laughs> we all saw an alien on live television. Yes, well, Hollywood's been helping us see things on TV for a long time now. Yeah, of course we did. Are you saying that the alien wasn't real? It depends on what you mean by real. <sighs> Notice she hasn't actually lied once. I can show you some advanced methods for creating realistic 3D images that we've been working on. <laughs> She's got a script this time. We've been experimenting with technology that makes it possible for us to create anything you can imagine, virtually. Yes, let me whip this out. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> wow, that looks just like the alien Alec Coulson introduced to us. Greetings, people of Earth. <sighs> It's amazing, you look so real. Though I look real, I have been created through the use of advanced holographic technology. Yes. The wind taken out of his sails, isn't it? <laughs> That's just it can talk. <laughs> it's just a projection. You'll probably be seeing technology like this in theme park rides in a few years. Oh, you lying little sod. Yep. <laughs> You've been around humans way too long. See the eyebrow up there. <laughs> really? Theme park? But it'll still do huge numbers. You're hilarious. After everything you've been through, you still care about ratings. How did you do it? I've seen visual effects before, Sam. I mean, this was some sort of... This was some sort of alien technology, wasn't it? My God, there's no pleasing this woman, is there? This was basically two feet away from me. Yeah. That's no CGI. What is it? Don't push it, love. Ten minutes ago, Alec Coulson's private plane was forced into an emergency landing after almost crashing on takeoff from SeaTac. The plane suffered sudden depressurization and loss of engine power, but was able to land without serious incident. Well, that wasn't very good sabotage, was it? Yeah. I need something on Coulson's wife and his daughter. They died in a plane crash when he was 24. That's why you started Coulson Aviation. Let's go. That's it. Make us feel sorry for him. Yeah, let's do exposition. Well, yeah. Your staffer should know that. That halfway through the episode, the tables start turning and you start having to cheer Coulson on. News travels fast. Yes, well, I am with a reporter. <laughs> Brian's still as white as a sheet. How did you get this number? Oh, I have my sources. Somebody else who has their sources. God's sake, all these buddy sources have Sam's number. <laughs> Someone tried to kill you? Seems that way. Any ideas? You think I know? Why would I go on TV to publicly discredit you if I knew you were about to be assassinated? To make sure it didn't look like Washington had anything to do with it. 
You can't believe Sam would try to kill anybody. Paranoid. Character assassination, perhaps. Don't worry, Sam. I don't believe for a second you were in on it. If it was our government, I'm sure you were just a pawn. That doesn't make me feel any better. Look, Alec, I can assure it's you okay. that... It's okay. It's okay. Well, my first rough landing. I'm sure it won't be my last. Wow, well, he's, he's gone through that whiskey pretty quick. <laughs> I promise you, one way or another, the world is going to learn the truth. Sam's on the pawn. Sam's at least a bishop. <laughs> he's getting another drink. Yep. It's been a bad day for him. Coulson, cool as a cucumber. Hmm. He's a bloody test pilot. He's a lunatic. <laughs> that is something I must discuss with the High Council. Thor, come on. You said you wanted to get something nice for the president. Oh, poor Jack. <laughs> they were thinking of fruit <laughs> basket. Nice for the president. Daniel, they're just taking off items on a checklist. No, we're not. not. Probably made a list, yeah. <laughs> we think that Coulson may have fragments of down gold ships recovered from the Antarctic. A uh, subsidiary of his was involved in the salvage and the cleanup. Are we just going to keep trying to discredit the man? I mean, aren't we the ones a little delusional to think that we could cover up an attack of this scale? What's the alternative? How about tell the truth? I mean to Coulson. They did cover it up, though, let's, yeah. let's face it, until some of the information got out. What have we got to lose at this point? He's already trying to go public. Let's show him why it's so important to keep the secret. Besides, think of the benefits of having a man with his resources on our side. Yes, character, what have we got to lose? Well, Thor and I are meeting with the president in five minutes. I'll bring it up. Thor doesn't look impressed. He's probably thinking, oh, we're having such a nice day. <laughs> What's a Thor looking up for? Does he? Ooh, like a cat with a light on, you know, stretching in the yeah. sunlight. Yeah, the beaming. Two o'clock, we go live. Are the pictures, pieces of the alien ship, everything we've got. Alec. Brian Volger, played by Tom O'Brien, an American actor. He's been in Supernatural, Smallville, Charm, Dead Zone, Time Cop, LA Law. There he goes. He needs another drink. <laughs> I think Thor must have something wrong with his neck, because he used to be stretching it a bit. Yeah. What just happened? Well, in layman's terms, we beam you up and then down again. <laughs> Where am I? Cheyenne Mountain Complex, Colorado. You know Daniel, of course. Uh, yeah, hi. And this is Thor. Greetings. A real one. Yes, this is also Daniel. I'm Supreme Commander. Yep. How dare you? Well, what happened to the clone? It will become a host to an Asgard consciousness whose physical body is failing. Okay. Now I must take my leave. General O'Neill said he will see you all tomorrow. Alec Coulson is played by Carl Shaughnessy, a British actor. He was in The Nanny, 147 episodes, playing Maxwell Sheffield opposite Fran Drescher. Oh, God. I always like Fran Drescher. I still like Fran Drescher. But that voice, God. I know. Voice so sheet steel at 200 paces. <laughs> the big reveal. Oh, dear. Okay, the cat's out of the bag now. Yes. That's a video. Which one just walked in? We call it a Stargate. Not that impressive at the moment. I'm okay, Brian. I promise you. I'm fine. <laughs> That's it. Give him an outside line. I gotta go. All right, bye. You know, he's in have any spare clothes. Whoa. Look at you. Yeah. Soldier Sam. And we salute you. Uh, oh, I, uh, I get a uniform too? Yep. He's like a little boy on an adventure. All right. Steam water. The full treatment with Walter explaining what he does. 
Walter does like to explain what he does on the base. No, no you're about to be demoralised. I can't even say that. <laughs> Who can? Which, of course, means you'll leave it in. But of course. I think I stepped back from the kawush was a little. Uh, I know she doesn't have the anti-blast vest. She does. Where are we going? P4X650. We have an off-world base there. And how far away is that? 640 light years. Really? Let's go. Well, you shouldn't really need it, should you? Let's face it, they're going to the Alpha site, after all. Granted, it's not always proven to be the safest planet. No, how many Alpha sites have we had now? About one per season? <laughs> well, they're learning. They buried this one inside of a mountain. <laughs> Didn't feel a thing. You were demolecularized. Well, there you go. Sam can say it. Welcome to the Alpha site. Alec Coulson, Captain Sheffield. Captain Sheffield, played by Chris Shields. Mm-hmm. Now, his IMDb only lists two series, this one and True Calling, so uh, mm. I don't know what he did after this, but either he had a change of plans or he moved away from television. I guess I was just expecting something a little more, uh, I know, otherworldly. Yes, it's inside the mountain, it makes us feel comfy. It means we can blow it up. Oh, four, I wonder what that means then. Mm. Yes, it's a, a little bit of a green screen effect. Ah! That's more like it. The F302. It's called the F302. Alien human hybrid. So this is what the MECs were for. Yeah, thanks to you, it's capable of leaving the atmosphere and returning. We used a number of these to defend Earth five months ago. This is just one of the many advancements we've made as a result of technology procured through the Stargate. How did you get that out? You want to take a ride? Well, that's a daft question, isn't it, son? We are talking about the plane. She's in lecture mode. <laughs> in the plane. Meanwhile, back on Earth, his two close confidants, you know, the people he trusts the most with his company, he'll learn the hard way. Ryan, what are you doing? Alec wants all the evidence that we have about the alien cover-up duplicate and secured off-premises. You can get started on whatever we have left on the clone research. Okay. Which one's betraying him? <laughs> well, truth be told, he looks a bit shifty. Well, judging from the music... <laughs> Bogler. I told you, I don't know where he is. I have a meeting with the SEC this afternoon. I understand. Don't worry. It'll work. No, oh, what have you done? Yes, the fact that he uh, vanished in a, a beam of light should convince anybody he's talking to that he's gone somewhere quite different. Yes. I would have tacked it out there. I want to use the main engines. Well, maybe there isn't enough room to do anything else. I don't think Sam was qualified to fly one of these. Yeah. We've only seen Jack or Deok fly them. Must be hard, keeping all this secret. I don't know how you do it. I think of all the fear it would cause, the potential chaos. Ah, but what about all the greater meaning you could bring to people's lives? Just knowing that all this is, is out here. What's out here is an enemy so advanced, so evil, it's a miracle we haven't been wiped out or enslaved yet. We've been very lucky so far. I think most people would have a hard time living with the threat of constant impending doom. All right. The old if-you-had-cancer argument. Would you want to know you're going to die? Would you rather live out your final days in blissful ignorance? Yes, of course. Yes, come on. We all know what would happen in the final days 
Half the population will be writing and nicking stuff off the other off. Well, I try to make my final days as meaningful as possible. You want to turn? Grab the stick. I thought I was going to have to ask. Switching to co-pilot control. Gianna, down. They've got a lot of use uh, to this. Uh, well, it's not a model. It's a full-size cockpit. You've got the roll of cloud cover. Uh, it gives you the uh, reflection on the screen. That's from years ago. Very simple effect, but it still works very well. That feels like I'm 747. Yeah, that's the inertial dampeners. All right, let's try this. He's gonna roll. <laughs> oh, what's he doing now? Let's see how fast it'll go in the dive. <laughs> like a leaf on the wind. A leaf on the wind. And we all know what's coming next, don't we? She can switch control back. <laughs> oh, that's it. You've blown it now. Yeah, she has done. <laughs> Lucky enough, because I only can put the top of the trees. Yeah. You know, if you just ejected him now, there'd be nobody around to sail the wise. A fiendish and cunning plan. Is everything okay up there? It is now. We're fine. Bringing her back in. The MEC, which Coulson referred to, is the multi-engine control, which I assume is a system which allows the use of the three engines in the fighter. Mm. I like the little wobble. It does at least make it look like something big moving. Mm. Oh, she, she's mad now. Mm. Well, that was reckless. Ah, uh, the 302 can handle it. I know. I may not have known its name, but I helped you build it, remember? It was a joyride. I took you up for a little fun. This isn't a game, Sam. What you guys are doing up here? This is life and death for, for all of us. We know that. You think that's Sam's thigh? Mm. I can help. Yes, is, is it all right to hope it's Sam's eye? <laughs> oh, compare. I've been seeing it a few months. Watch your step, it's a long way down. I told you, we had nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, someone did. And if you think that, or, or any of this, is going to prevent me from telling the world what they have a right to know, <laughs> no, you're dead wrong. Look, if he fell out the cockpit and broke his neck, nobody would say a thing, Sam. Somehow that gate looks more realistic when it's in the middle of a field. Yep. It, it looks a bit plasticky at the moment. Mm. There's a clandestine group of private businessmen like yourself who were informed of the Stargate program over six years ago by rogue elements of the NID. And we've tried to identify them and bring them down, but they are very highly connected. Former Vice President Kinsey's been linked to them. Now, instead of going public like you... They've been funding various secret endeavors, all aimed at controlling alien technology for their own purposes. Which are? Right, now Superglue his boots and open the gate. Yes, then he could do a Terry Pratchett death. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling me all this? Now, the revelation of the, the corrupt NID, will this change his mind? Because they probably try to kill you. Mm -hmm. Pretty good reason for telling the world. Possibly. It's not a safe place to sit if you had an Atlantis oiler, is it? <laughs> no. Even a regular DHD. I had every make of aeroplane ever built hanging from my ceiling. And then, I take it you know about my wife and daughter. One of the downsides of celebrity, we really do have no secrets. Anyway, after the crash, I vowed to make flying as safe as it possibly could be. I really thought that I could do it better than anyone else. But you have made a difference. Mm. He's made an awful lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think Wiki says his company was reported as uh, having assets worth about 60 billion. Mm. Not quite Google, but respectable. 
But did you use Google to get that? <laughs> Google might under-report other companies and over-report their own. You have no idea how bad. Too right. But in yep. the end, we have to believe in humanity. I mean, who knows? This, this might bring us all together as a planet. If we knew it would play out that way, then... You're afraid that knowing about the Stargate would fracture the world more than it already is. Yes, a couple of weeks ago, Icon. <laughs> yes, they told people about the gate and half the population got sorted in a nuclear war. That's what the system law should have done. Come down in public, behold, force the issue, and just then fly away and watch the world burn. You secretly save the world from destruction at the hands of alien invaders only for us to destroy ourselves out of fear. You're an idealist, you poor fool. You've got to admire him, but you know... If this came out into the open, half the world's religions would still claim it's a fake or, or try to co-opt it for their own uh, benefits. And if a truth of this magnitude about the very nature of human existence could lead us to destroy ourselves, then I'd say we would deserve it, wouldn't you? Coulson created the alien hoax in order to divert attention from his real corporate financial problems. Coulson, who has still made no public statement... Corporate financial problems? What's she talking about? The story broke about an hour ago. The president's halted trading on the markets. Your company's stock had fallen 80%, but Dow was down over 500 points on the whole. What's going on? The SEC is investigating you for securities fraud. That's ridiculous. They're saying there were irregularities in your company's last two financial statements. Why, it's not true. Come on. Once again, it wasn't us. Oops. Where is Jack? Here, Jack, Jack, Jack. I'm being set up. They've got proof. Paperwork, paper trails, money changing hands. Wow, well, that's seriously ominous music. For whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee, Coulson. What's she doing here? She wants to help, Brian. Oh, good. Why, should she have a time machine so we can go back and undo everything? Come on, Brian. We've got to go back to the future. Brian? Brian? Well, he ain't made much of a dint in that decanter, has he, really? Look, he's not even going to share it. No. Yep. Mine. Mine. So you admit you did this? Oh, you go off on your adventures, you fly your planes, you drop by every now and then with a bright idea. Ever since we were kids, you're always biting off more than you can chew. I'm always having to bail you out. So you doctored the books? I had to. I had to do something. I told you. We were overextended. The, the stock price was the only thing keeping us afloat. You wouldn't listen. No, I don't believe this. Alakuda, who do you think told the SEC? <laughs> Stabbed in the back. Mm. Now you've got the feeling that this guy's been holding a bit of a grudge for a long while. Yep. He's probably very, very rich. He's got stock options and everything, but <laughs> not enough. They tried to kill us. Oh, did you really think that they were going to let you tell a secret like Ryan, this? Ryan, what are you talking They call themselves the Trust. That's an interesting twist, though. He's been set up, yes but virtually everything that's happening is legitimate. Hmm. The bad guys have just kind of started the ball rolling and let everything uh, domino. They think that Washington abdicated its duty to protect the planet, maybe even caused the problem in the first place. 
they see it as their responsibility to step in. He's happy. Are all happy? Yeah. We can fix this. It's too late. It's done. It can't be undone. Brian, we'll both go to jail. Yeah, my family will be safe. What about the rest of the people that work for this company? What about their families? Why weren't you thinking about them three days ago? How did they know? How did the people who threatened you know that you'd cooked the books? How did they know that there would be enough to indict both you and Ellie? Mm -hmm. Which would have had more of a bearing if we'd actually seen this episode before we've seen Affinity, yeah. where the trust made themselves known again. They got to you six months ago. Why six months? What happened six months ago? Damn, I didn't want you to ask that. Don't ask me how. They had to make sure they could stop you. My guess is that the Trust actually did in-depth studies of every corporation that had access to uh, alien technology. It would be easy to do, wouldn't they? All the companies would be vetted by the SGC and the US government. Mm-hmm. Getting access to those reports would probably be reasonably easy. And then they just look for openings where they can uh, twist. There must be something we can do. You signed false financial statements. No, I mean about the people who tried to kill us. Ooh. All I know is that they operate above the law and that they've threatened people's lives before. And we have to bring them down. We've tried, believe me. Well, we have to try again. <laughs> you think you'll get that far? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so Coulson's convinced Bogler to arrange a meeting with his contact and wear a wire. Hopefully we'll get enough to connect him to the Rogan ID and then flip him for someone bigger. We're coordinating with Agent Barrett. At the very least, it may restore Coulson's public image. Well, yeah, especially if it turns out that someone in direct corporate competition with Colson Industries was pulling the strings. Unfortunately, without further evidence, Brian Vogler's word alone isn't going to be enough to undo all the damage already done to the company. It's not going to be that easy, is it, really? Nope. Has Till... I do recall him actually saying something. There he goes. Mm. <laughs> He's been very quiet this episode. Yep, he hasn't been in this episode much. This has been pretty much Sam all the way with occasional Jack. Hmm. O'Neill. Hey, quiet, I'm on the phone. Coulson out just yet. He still feels really strongly that the world should know the truth. All right. Thank you. Surveillance just found Brian Vogler dead in his bathroom. What? How? He hanged himself. Name Brian's favorite movie. An officer and a gentleman. Bing. That's five points. They threatened Hammond. You know what we need? We need the A team. No sort of that. Yes, but there isn't enough time for a montage. <laughs> There's always time for a montage. Bye, Vogler. Question is suicide or murder? Mm-hmm. At least it looked like he hanged himself. I mean, you can imagine the trust actually killing him just to tidy up loose ends. But then again, the way the guy was acting, you can almost see he killed himself to make sure that his wife and kids were not troubled. I'm not that helpful. Oh, look, a little bit of bare midriff. What? I was hoping to something else. I'm sure the sound guys really weren't comfortable with uh, Sam's jacket. It's creaking away. <laughs> Might as well put the gun against his head. You saw how scared he was. Oh, dear. I know what his family meant to him. Don't point the gun at me. He was never going to do anything to put them in any danger. Alec... He was my best friend. You can hardly claim to have known him, though. You see, that's what telling the truth gets you. 
Nobody likes people who tell the truth about anything. Mm -hmm. Why don't you put the gun down? That's it. Be a good little boy and give Auntie Samantha the gun. My life's over, Sam. Everything I worked for, everything I believed in, held to be true. Still exists. Apparently, Congress is looking into providing relief. The companies, the employees will survive. While I go to jail for something I didn't do? Well, technically... You did do it. Yeah, people who you employed actually did it. Hmm. I'm here to give you that chance. <sighs> By making all the indictments against me just disappear. I was thinking more along the lines of making you disappear. Yes, that's much easier. Yes. Me. No place on Earth I can hide. He's talking about Earth. You go in one side of the Stargate, and you don't come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, I couldn't let you do that. Believe me, I wouldn't be here without the approval of my superiors. Now, the President wasn't responsible for what happened to you, but he's also not sorry that you were publicly discredited. <laughs> Please, Alec, come with me. You can still make a difference. He who fights and runs away. Hmm. See, you ain't got a wife and kids anymore. You have a pet? No? Fair enough. What's keeping you? No. Pets are not incompatible with gay travel. Dawson strikes me as a cat person. Well, McKay left his cat behind. Lives to fight another day. Yes, but he hopped them back. Yes. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Just so he could see the hot neighbour again. Mm-hmm. I guess that's one reason to have a cat. And no one will ever know. What? Like you didn't have a cat? Welcome to my world. Perhaps one day they will. You're right, it's your fault, bang. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a bit of a downer to end the episode, wouldn't it? Fade to black and a gunshot. Yep, we're fading to black. Without gunshot. That actually flew by. Not for me. Vision Tech subtitles by Simon Campbell. What, you still have the subtitles on? Otherwise I can't hear you. If it's loud enough that I can hear it, I can't hear you. Oh, fair enough, okay. Right then, that was Covenant. Coulson got well and truly shafted for trying to do the right thing. That'll teach him. Yes, it will. Really should have heard before Affinity. It would have made a little bit more sense with introducing the Trust. Indeed. We will replace the NID as the human villains. Hmm, medium bad, as opposed to big bad. Perhaps Coulson was on onto the right idea. Total transparency in government. I'm not sure how that would work, but <laughs> it'd be an interesting few weeks. Days. <laughs> yeah, that long. <laughs> Come We mentioned the writer of this episode, Ron Wilkerson, in the episode commentary itself. And you can find him on his own website, ronwilkerson.com, and on Twitter, at ron underscore wilkerson. Prolific writer in the sci-fi genre, including work for Stargate and Star Trek, as well as an editor for those shows. He even made a cameo in Wormhole Extreme. His novel, Houdini and Lovecraft, The Ghost Writer, is available as an ebook and paperback from the usual places. Just say the word. Open the iris. Right then, we have a little bit of feedback via the Facebook page, and we have an email from Colin host of the Star Trek podcast, Trek News and Views, which can be found on the Trek FM website. The email is entitled, Cats. Hi guys, been a while since I wrote. I keep meaning to, but well, time and tide. I just wanted to drop you a line to say how I continue to enjoy your podcast. The integration of the other aspects of Stargate, i.e. Atlantis, was very well done. And we now get to enjoy you jumping around the different incarnations. Soon you'll be whisking us through the universe as well. You continue to entertain me with your insights and thoughts, and make me laugh as well was a good thing. The fact that there is now an audio file specifically for the cats made me laugh. I mean, how much chaos do they cause? I recently re-watched the original movie on Blu-ray, 
It was a nice to revisit where it all started, but I have to say I've got used to TV Jack and Daniel. TV Jack with his one-liners is way better in my humble view. Anyway, enough ramble from me. I shall now go and listen to the cats playing havoc during Poisoning the Well. Live long and podcast. Colin. Thanks very much, Colin. Your continued support via Twitter is greatly appreciated, as is this email. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, maybe cash money. You know how it is. No question that RDA's take on Jack is aimed at the demands of the TV audience. The more dour version played wonderfully by Kurt in the movie would get a little too much on a weekly basis. Okay, on the Poison in the Well Facebook entry, we have a few comments. Miles McLaughlin says, an excellent Dr. Beckett episode. I replied, hard to imagine any sci-fi show would consider not having a Doctor as a core character, but I guess Janet in SG-1 proved it could be done as a recurring role. Jeff Wolsey responds, Dr. Beckett was an awesome character in the show. See, you blew that, didn't you? Brad read that. Well, I didn't know Brad was on the right page, either literally or figuratively. (laughs) Well, as I think having a Doctor as one of the leads in a sci-fi show brings a lot of the humanity and compassion needed in the story. But like you said, SG-1 only had it with a recurring role. I thought Daniel Jackson was the compassion humanity needed for the story, which he served well. Good point. Daniel is very much the heart and soul, and when you think about it, no one in the Atlantis team comes close. What created more dramatic tension, I thought, was Beckett was a civilian. There were times he bumped heads with the military. Sometimes his compassion got in the way of the military. Yes, the dynamic worked better with no one else in the chain of command. One of the reasons they lost Ford, a character that has to fall in line, offers little. And Jeff finally concluded... While both Daniel and Beckett were the fonts of compassion for both shows, their compassion came in very different flavours. Beckett was a physician and cared about life. Daniel cared about life but was an archaeologist anthropologist. He cared more about the cultures on a macro level. Quick hello to two new members of the Gatecast Facebook group. Welcome to David and Lindsay. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, they can do so via the main website, which is gatecast.co.uk. Our email address is thegatecast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Plus and Stitcher under Gatecast. And on Twitter we are The Gatecast, which is one word. We would love to hear from you about Stargate and our own little part of the fandom, and any ratings, reviews on iTunes would be appreciated, but certainly not required. Just enjoy, and if you know anyone else that may like the show, point them in our direction. That's it for this week. Next week we are back in Pegasus with the episode Underground, and our first introduction to the Janai. With their food supply running low, Taylor suggests to the Atlantis expedition to make a deal with the Athosian trading partner, the Janai. However, the team discovers that they are not what they seemed, a militaristic civilization with a plan to destroy the Wraith. An episode which features Erin Chambers and Cole Meany. Take care and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye-bye.